Hey everybody, welcome to Film House, the fun house podcast that is sometimes about movies and sometimes about TV and mostly about Moon Knight. <laughs> um, but not today, maybe, maybe today. <laughs> we are so blessed because we have two special guests, friends of the channel, friends Friends IRL, Thank I you, would Elise. say. Thank you, Happy to be here. James <laughs> Willems Thank you very much. is here. Uh, James, mm-hmm. would you like to introduce one of our other guests? I would love to. Um, this is this is a close friend of ours. She's wonderful. She's talented. Uh, Beth May. It's Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for and being here, Beth. Beth, could you introduce our last guest? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this guy... Primo rock climber. Um, I don't know about that. He just brags about it a lot. A lot. He loves audio. And then um, his bachelor pad, which I'm sitting in right now. I normally have a pretty cute room, even though it's poorly decorated. But this is like, uh, you're wondering, you're wondering who I'm talking about. The man of the hour, the myth, the legend. It is Freddie Wrong. Uh, Fred. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's his, it oh, is his evil, wow. his evil counterpart. Yes. Wow. Flashback to, making, flashback to getting made fun of in first grade, Beth. Wow. No, stop. I'm not. No, okay. Dunk. I um, what a fumble. It's, it's Freddie Wong. I have Invisalign, and that's what I'm that going to blame everything bad that, that I said. That's not an excuse. That's, that's what the first graders also said. <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> right before they gave Freddy, me a swirly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so sorry you had to live through that just now, <laughs> but thank you for being on the podcast, Beth. If you guys, if you're listening or you're watching, you don't know Beth and Freddie. They are on Dungeons and Daddies. They produce, craft, weave the exquisite narrative that is this podcast <laughs> about the story of four suburban dads from our world that get tossed into a fantasy world and have to try to rescue their sons, stepsons, as well. Some, I believe, yeah, yeah. in some cases. Um, and they're just we're movie just, aficionados. We're secretly all we wanted was to do a movie podcast. A movie podcast. Yeah, we talk about that. We always talk about <laughs> wanting to do a movie podcast, and here's our chance finally to shine. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at I, least people who who watch this know what they're getting, whereas people who like listen to Dungeons and Daddies and then they get a film podcast are like, Oof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And and I you guys were like the big guns that I called in this week because there's not really anything too I interesting. I can't believe you're saying that on this week, 414 2021. <laughs> I was just going to say nothing interesting happening as of today, April yeah. 14th, 2021. Wild thing. We should have recorded tomorrow, tomorrow because yeah. it's the anniversary of the Titanic sinking. Titanic sinking. Yeah. Yes. James, didn't I bring that up recently? I don't know. I don't remember. Listen. I don't listen. <laughs> and then you were like, that's a weird thing to know. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I will say in the film the, world, the big thing that happened today was the Fast 7 official trailer dropped. Right. Ooh, but right, Elise has, hasn't seen any of the Fast and Furious, and I've only seen two. Yeah, so wow. it really doesn't flash in our world. Yeah, I've, I've only, only seen, seen Tokyo Drift. I've, <laughs> I've I've seen one and two, and then I think I saw Fast Five. Yeah, I've should only we watch seen them all? You you should. I think so. I think I think it's it is a modern. Like, like here, I'll put it this way. Can you name any like action franchises that were not handed to us, i.e. Mission Impossible, i.e. James Bond, i.e. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all of those mm-hmm. are old ass, you know, movies mm-hmm. and TV shows that they kind of revitalized. Fast and Furious is a unique for our generation phenomenon because it is whole cloth 
built out a whole franchise. It, we don't yeah, have that. I mean, I'm going to say built on the, the, skeleton the of Has Point Fallen Break. franchise. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. The yeah. Has Fallen franchise. The Down Has Fallen. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that the Titans, Sam Worthington, Wrath of, yeah. oh, exactly. um, yeah. Clash of. I feel yeah. like Cars wasn't expecting a sequel out of Cars, actually, when because uh, I thought it was just yeah. fine. Wait, yeah. is that the sequel, Cars Actually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it the Christmas. <laughs> it's like yeah. a lot of cars yeah. meeting up. Yeah. Yeah. And the Doesn't interesting thing about Cars Actually is that none of the stories, because it's a bunch of stories, have anything to do with cars. That's the interesting thing about yeah. it. <laughs> it is. Okay, them? well. This is perfect then because I brought you two in as ringers because you know so much about movies, you you talk so much about movies, and Freddie, I guess you can sell us on why we should be psyched for this fast trailer. I will okay, I'll say this first and foremost: the best. Sell me a woman on cars, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is a okay. I'll, I'll, let me put it this way: what this movie and this series secretly is, it's secretly a soap opera, in mm-hmm. with two hundred million dollar with a $200 million costume on it. Um, It is, at its core, a really straight-ahead story about family dynamics and friendship. Like, it's in weird, like, weirdly so. The thing that they emphasize in all these movies is, like, you gotta stick to your family, stick together, like, like, to a degree that you don't see. Like, like, Mission Impossible isn't about, like, his friends. But James Bond Mm. is, like, they're all brooding, you know, action superstars. This one is, like... weirdly enough has this bizarre heart beating at the center of it that and then wraps it in just ridiculous car stunts it because the the origins of it are ridiculous because it starts with like these are criminals and then somehow by the by like fast four and five they're criminals but they're also kind of good guys at the same time it's just like the morality of this world's insane and it's just a lot of fun it's the most fun i've ever had in midnight movie screenings is going to see the fast and furious movies sounds like my class of high school Yeah, no, the soap opera really got me because it's like Mm -hmm. all all I want is like, I don't know, like early Grey's Anatomy with heavy car violence action. PG-13. It is is the same. But when I say soap opera, too, it's like it's it's like it's almost in the same way like WWE is like, you know, I mean, like in this in this new one, John Cena is now the brother. Mm -hmm. But it's when I describe it, it's going to sound like a soap opera plot. Right. Your main character, Dom Toretto, uh, 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 he's. His long lost brother is, is back and is evil, and then he, you know, so it's it's all these family dynamics, dynamic stuff. The character that died in Fast Three is also back now, so it's like characters are coming back from the dead. These are all classic soap opera moves, but what you don't have normally is car stunts, of which there are very, very, very many, and well, car and stunts are spare. Yeah, and I can also sorry. maybe say like like Beth Beth has been my like quarantine uh, social distance hike buddy yeah and something that we always do is we talk about like the hollywood scandals Ooh. whenever you we socially distance that? hike just we just i would say we do i can't like remember like the last like scandal we talked about it was i feel like we talked about we definitely talked about army hammer yes oh, we yeah, did yeah. i know that um, maybe that's i actually one, okay I have a. I saw his most recent movie and it was like I kind of liked it. I don't think it was. I I definitely don't think it's for everybody, um, mm. especially once you know about Army Hammer. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So that's uh, there you go. I don't know what I was gonna say earlier. It was about oh, fast. I, I was just gonna say like curious. I think that you and I would appreciate the meta aspect of the drama outside the movie, which yes. is The Rock and Vin Diesel's 
conflict. Yes. Right? And then there is it them that's like one of them has to have more stunts than the other. Is that a Jason Statham situation? That that I think is also speaking to one of my issues with just modern day action is this obsession. What you're talking about, right? Is this obsession with image and making sure you look cool. I just don't like that. Jackie Chan never worried oh, yeah. about looking we were, cool. Yeah, because we were talking about this um, on our film podcast. No. Um, we, were, we were talking about this, about how, like, in modern day action movies, you very rarely see, like, the main character so in the in the dark night of the soul that they're just, like, beat up and about mm-hmm. to die and just, like, super injured. And um, I think that that is, like, really what draws the ladies to the scene normally or anybody who likes uh, seeing wounded heroes um, because they're, like, all fragile and accessible. Um, am I just talking about myself? Maybe. But, like, yeah, I think that <laughs> that seeing, like, a hero's weaknesses in a, like, potentially life-or-death situation is so important to stories as a whole. So the idea that they're, like, lacking now... Well, because it's, it's all weird. superhero movies, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it is. It's like it's John Wick is a superhero movie. It's all analogs for superheroes. And yeah. granted, I think you know Fast and Furious is guilty of that to an extent as well. But like, there's still I think an emotional core that is lacking in a lot of other action movies that Fast and Furious hits and hits home and knows. And like Justin Lin knows that that is like what drives it, right? And and why is, it works. Is that because it's managed to retain the same, mostly the same cast for you know nine movies? Yeah, so I I think so, and I think what is interesting about it is you have to remember that it didn't, it wasn't this from the beginning, right? It was a straight ahead sort of crime caper car chase movie in the first one. They tried I to expand a little bit. I watched the second one recently, and it's like they're just all like straight out of early two thousands wearing jinkos and belly, yes, like hard it's just like jinkos, oh, frosted tips, just like yes. hardcore. Mm-hmm. The third one is the aberration, and this is the one that you know I think is really turned it, which is they went. They, they, they didn't have everyone. And they're like, all right, I guess we have this franchise. Let's do something. Let's set it out somewhere else. Let's set it in. Let's set it in Tokyo. Let's make it about a completely new set of characters, completely new world. And it was a great standalone movie. I think of all the ones as far as standalone movies, I really like Fast 3 just because I think that it works really well, Tokyo Drift, as just like a fun movie. And Justin Lin didn't come in until Fast 3. Am I Correct. right? Or is that Correct. Yeah, Justin okay. Lin brought in, was brought in for Fast 3. Okay. And then the end of Fast 3 has a Dom Toretto cameo. because then And it was a surprise to everyone. I remember seeing it in theaters. It was a surprise to everyone. It was like, oh, shit. This was even, like, this was even, I think, before Marvel was doing, you know, crazy post-credits things. This was like a really huge post-credits. Like, oh, my goodness. It's, it's Vin Diesel. And then from that they point on. They got the on, guy that was in the movies before. Which is How like. Which, yeah, exactly. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but it was because you weren't mm-hmm. expecting it. And then from that point on, from four onwards, it started to build this mythos of like, okay, it's a crime. You know, they're doing crimes, but they're fighting bad guys and they have to do it with cars. And it shouldn't work. It's so Green threadbare, light. but it works. <laughs> and it works really well. And each successive movie is more of a blast than the previous. And. I, yeah, again, I just I highly I highly recommend them, and they're just okay. a lot of fun, you especially in a group, especially in a group, and a group of people who don't take themselves so super seriously. If you go see in the theater, I think theater is going to be more or less starting to open up by the time this one comes out. Try and find this is a weird poll, but or like try closing. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <well. laughs> try and find a theater where 
the neighborhood has like car tuners. Like if you're in the mall and you see a bunch of tricked out cars, that is the screening you want to go to because those like car people are so into these movies and they just have a raucous good time. Like I was, I remember seeing Fast Five in a theater um, in LA and it was all car tuners and it was the loudest screen I've ever been to. Like everyone was like either talking about the cars on screen at a given time or screaming at stuff or like, oh shit, this is so, <laughs> and it was just like, this is the most fun I've ever had in a movie. It was great. So highly recommend those movies. Love them. If you if you want to see them with a group, go ahead. I'll 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 come over. I'll 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 set the right tone environment. Sure. Mood. You're like you're like sure, I'll Freddy. come over. You'll order a pizza. Uh, I like to have double pepperoni. <laughs> I would love I to see it in a group. Last one. Mm-hmm. I would love to see in a group, but like everybody that I know, including myself, takes themselves really seriously, and I don't know if we could sort of get to that. Like, yeah, ooh, let's right. be silly level. True. So that is Very true. true. You yeah. were taking notes during cats. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, if you guys wanted to watch all of them, I would definitely, I would do that. Can I would I do that. Can I say something yeah. real quick? Can I say something real quick about yes. Cats? Because I was there when Beth watched Cats. Yeah. I went, I went to that. Yes. And there was, so there was a group in the oh, front yeah. row who were there, not there for their first viewing. Neither was I. It was my second. Oh. Um, but they were clearly there for their second, maybe third viewing because they had dressed in cats. Very flamboyant oh, group man. of young men. And there was a point where one of them had to turn around and ask Beth to keep it down. Oh. And these are people who are wearing like, wearing like Bengal. Oh, like, they, no. like one of them literally had a oh, tail no. and was like singing along to the songs and stuff. I, and then there was a point where one of them had turned around and goes, could you keep it down? <laughs> okay, but we all knew what it was. We all knew what we were there for. Yeah. Yes, yeah, no. and like weirdly, I mean... Yeah, we we say that they were there for a second time, and I think our minds immediately go to like, because it was so funny the first. But like, they liked it. I think was the vibe. That's and why I was yeah. there. That is and, okay. Well, that yes. is and, the, always the most awkward moment is when you're in a big because, in your screen or in your screen that you think everyone's on one page, but there's only like two or three people who aren't. Oh, I was, yeah. I was, because people were people were shouting things out, and and like I yeah. I very yes. rarely shout anything out that's funny, and so I normally am pretty quiet. But I did I forget what it was, but it was a banger. Oh. It was some sort of roast, <laughs> yeah. and oh, they yeah. weren't they weren't they, super jazzed with it. I think you said Army Hammer hypocrite. did nothing wrong. Yeah, which is which at the time <laughs> didn't seem like much of a thing to say. It was no. like, why do you tell you the sky is blue? Incredibly <laughs> prescient. Incredibly Here we are prescient. on April fourteenth, and it's a different story. <laughs> Um, no. I went, Again, I, we were, it was a hypocrisy. In, in in college, we would do these things called cage rages because Nick Cage was at the height of his like like movies mm-hmm. so bad they're great um, like mm-hmm. film career next. like clearly had a, yes next it was it was exactly and then next at the I think the Baldwin Hills like AMC and it was like every it was like eight people six of whom were myself and my friends who were there for a cage rage and next is a perfect cage rage movie and two people sitting up front who were there because they wanted to see a serious film and they were i was like oh man like i don't know how you you're like yeah it's the worst it's very awkward i always tell the story of having to tell the people next to me in the quiet place to stop talking (laughs) um (laughs) and like it just it's just mind-blowing um, oh. and I, I, sh- I, okay. I've got a very quick Harry Potter, this similar story. Please. I tell it all the time, but I, yeah. Okay. So like when I was seeing the order of the Phoenix, I, which one let's is that see, one? That's the fifth one. The fifth and I'm one. trying to think mm-hmm. of when it came, it probably came out like 2007. Um, and, or earlier, maybe 2005, who cares? Um, 
I what care. was Army Hammer up to? Um, who knows? That movie uh, he was probably like birthing his twin for the social network at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, uh, and so I, it was a midnight screening. Everybody was shouting out funny things and stuff like that, or just, you know, hooting and hollering. Uh, and. It got to the part where, like, and, like, I am in high school. I am, like, a sophomore. I am a baby, a gentle baby in, in this midnight screening. And, like, it got to the part where they're dueling, and people are yelling stuff out. And I'm just like, kick his ass, Harry. And the person right in front of me, after I say kick his ass, Harry, whips around and says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Are you the same person from the cat You such bad luck with yelling things out in movies. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, you'd think I would stop doing it, but no, just got to wow. get that. Wow, those are, wow. those are hardcore. Or those are like never go see a movie again moments for me. If I, I mean, I'm not even getting into my Frozen Two shit, but like I, <laughs> yeah, I got. Were okay. you were you trying to roast Frozen no, Two? I would never. Like literally, there were some youths. There were some well, youths behind it. me. Well, it was like you know every there was kids there, and it wasn't. Yeah, I'm not gonna be mm -hmm. mystery science theatering a bunch of five year olds like. And so, but there was some youths behind yeah. me, some like 13 year olds who were getting all like chatty. They're probably more like 12 year olds, who cares? But, um, and you know, just talking and talking like loud. And so I turn around, I'm like, hey, could you guys be quiet? And they're like, okay, boomer. And I, my life oh my left God. my body. I, I died. <laughs> I, I died. Can I tell you my uh, trick? It's very, it's, it's, it's like passive aggressive. Violence. Aggressive. <laughs> Is it P? It's passively, it's aggressively passive aggressive. Okay. All right. So when someone pulls out their phone next to me and like, I'll, I'll let, if someone's like, I don't know, they could be a doctor. They could be getting a text from the hospital. I'll let, I'll let one text slide. Cause yeah, like I never know. I, you know, you don't know what's going on in other people's lives, yeah, right? He, he's in cardiac arrest, but I thought maybe I could catch infinity war real quick <laughs> before he came to. If they pull their phone out again, I lean over and I just start reading their text messages to them in a monotone tone of voice. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Like, and literally they turn around mm -hmm. like, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I will, I, like, wow. it mm -hmm. has worked every time. It takes a little bit of guts yeah. to be like, yeah. and just read their shit. They, they don't pull their phone out after that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Or at the Boomer. very least, they become Boomer a little stress. more, you know, they're a little more discreet about it, which I'm like, all right, that's fine. It's it, it really tough because you're basically choosing to have a conflict in a situation in which you know that you can't just leave. Yes, like, exactly. You know, like exactly. if it's a bar or whatever and you call someone out at a bar, worst case scenario, you Get just walk out. away. Get out or of Or they yeah. walk away. But in a theater, it's like it's, you also do the thing. You're like, how much do we think? How much time is left in this movie? We think we've got 15, 15 minutes left. Put that fucking phone away. But if we're just getting out of the trailers or whatever it just literally just finished it directed by i don't yeah. know that's a long time to be sitting there do you guys think that because we've been out of the theater experience for a year people will have lost all decorum and uh, yeah there's... <laughs> i don't know what I, I, well now that the, the arc light is gone all bets are off i cried mm -hmm. i cried when when my roommate frank told me because i was just kind of like staying off uh like i was like working on something i wasn't paying attention to literally anything and um like I walk out for lunch and Frank is like the arc light is gone and I'm just like I'm crying a little bit um because who, oh go ahead 
Oh, I was just going to very quickly say, for those who don't know, Arc, the Arclight is like an iconic L.A. theater. It is like the default, hey, do you want a nice theater experience kind of theater? The snooty liberal experience yeah. theater. The ushers come out. They, they give a little preamble. They talk about how they're mm-hmm. going to make sure the picture quality is good. The, the front row is already some 40, 50 feet back from the screen, so there really isn't a bad seat in the house. And it's a whole thing. you only get trailers. Not like for the movie, but like you don't get those stupid like Coke commercials no. where I, those Coca-Cola commercials like really they really bother me and i just how bubbly I, yeah. and brown that liquid is the yeah. little small like the world bubble that guys. exists within yeah within needs the coca-cola machine. well it's like, like there it's a trailer for a movie but the actors are like so bad that it's oh, like yeah. i i wish i had a better example but they're just like and a popcorn please and like <laughs> i'm just like okay oh did i ever tell you we wanted to do a fake coca-cola regal cinemas film school thing because like Regal Cinemas will do these Coca-Cola ads where they like, and you can tell that oh, like, yeah. and yeah, like they yeah. are uniformly like you. What's what's really interesting about them is that you can tell for every single one of them that they all had like an idea that was like a good idea, but the fact yeah. that they have to compress it into this little weird format for this Coca-Cola thing, you just feel like it just rushes through it. You're like, oh, I get that the story. <laughs> was, like you know when you watch it, you're like, oh, I get what the story it's, was gonna be, and you're like, oh, this looks well shot, but it looks like it's just they just try and cram every, it in. Well, every well, single one is is a guy hopping. Out out of bed and then like like grabbing a briefcase and then like like it's always like a chase sequence that ends with him grabbing a coca-cola or like a spy and it's like this movie is brought to you by it's like or it has the director and he's like i'm excited for my coca-cola film yeah, school debut yeah, yeah. or whatever <laughs> but it's like clearly like a half a million dollar commercial <laughs> <laughs> well, so I want, and, I? and then so like to bring it back to the arc light sorry it's just that like you don't have that weird shit you just mm-hmm. get the trailers like yeah. you mm-hmm. just like insert it into my veins the two minutes yep. 30 seconds of joy and then um you got a lot about uh, old people um you know not the popcorn's mm-hmm. like you know not as expensive in some other places as some other places you get some old people but they're coughing like away from you and so yeah. that's mm-hmm. fine yeah it's curated yeah so yeah so no uh, fights no fights no there's a fist fight in the showing for logan that i went to and the police had to be called so that i you know that wouldn't happen in arc light with a bunch of six-year-olds so mm-hmm. um what was your commercial freddie <laughs> commercial event so imagine it starts off and it's like it's like me and matt sitting on like you know the director's chairs and the set in the back i'm like hi i'm freddie wong i'm matt arnold's like and this is our coca-cola regal cinemas in, uh, commercial enjoy and then it cuts in. So first shot, low dolly, nighttime, regal cinemas, lighting up the night sky. Two, two people who are like clearly kind of awkwardly dating, kind of rushing. Oh, we're going to be late. And they're standing at the concession stand. They're like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. I heard it's really good. Would you like a Coca-Cola? Yeah, please. Hey, I'll take one medium Coke, please. And the guy starts filling it up. And he goes, and he goes no, oh, no ice. And then he dumps out the ice and continues. And it foams up. It's like, keep, keep going. Now put... <laughs> Now put popcorn in it. <laughs> the kid looking at it, like, what? Like, put the fucking popcorn yeah. in my Coca-Cola. Because like, oh, okay. He's like, now, now Mike and I dump it in there. And then everyone's like, like look, and then the date's like, what? No. It's like, just keep fucking filling. It's like, sir, it's overflowing. It's like, keep going. <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole point. And then it ends. That's the entire commercial. It's just this guy bullying this teenage, this teenage concession stand worker into putting more and more outlandish stuff into a thing of Coca-Cola. That's just, just That's great. You're just I, dying at the idea of like Coca Cola. There's an audience. There's an audience for that. Yeah. Well, now there's more than ever because it, you wouldn't be able to show that in an arc light. 
but no, AMC would welcome not. it yes. with open arms. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I say, I think it's AMC, maybe in Burbank, that does one of my favorite things, which is they play a little commercial for Emerald Knights, which, which is a North Hollywood board game store. Oh, really? Oh. Like, hmm. Yeah, is it is it Burbank James of Burbank I Theater? I, I can't actually remember. Yeah, like Burbank Theater because I think that I think uh, that is also in the Valley. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's probably yeah. out of business. But I don't. By the way, I don't think the ArcLight is gone. I know. I, I just I like I like to mourn move. things. I hope that Dolly Parton's like, hey y'all, I bought the ARC. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? It's funny. People were talking about they're like, all right, well, let's see. We have the Cinerama Dome. We mentioned this on the podcast earlier in the week, but uh they they have the Cinerama Dome and it's like the largest concrete dome ever made. Yeah. And so it's like it's like it's like and it's the arc lights like, you know what? Keep it to the landlord. They're like, yeah, exactly. You keep it. Exactly. They give their keys back, and the landlord's like, "Well, I guess this is a Halloween town now. What <laughs> <laughs> are they gonna do with it? Like, it's gonna, they're, they're gonna, gonna put movies in it. Like, there's all these giant theaters. They can't do anything okay. else." Okay, so I have started calling Knott's Berry Farm. Oh God, I should not say this because I so want Knott's Berry Farm to sponsor me at some point. Oh my God, but, I like I um, would be a parasite on your back if you got sponsored yes. by Knott's Berry Farm. I love roller coasters. Okay. Can you imagine if I got and then like if I partnered with Knott's Berry Farm? Don't know that they do this with people, mm -hmm. but for some reason they partner with Elise Willems. I get a gold membership, Knott's Berry Farm. Beth and I are going every weekend, yes. riding mm -hmm. the coasters. Mm -hmm. But Knott's Berry Farm has been doing a food festival, so I started calling them Epnot. <laughs> And I really, I really think that because <laughs> I think I think Knott's Berry Farm could take the Cinerama Dome oh, and make it there. Like, oh, I'm sorry, bring it to there. Elise, did you, did you, did you want this in 2019? What do you mean? What? What? Oh, you fucked up. Knott's Berry Farm, Knott's 100th anniversary family reunion. In honor, this is in 2019. This is two years ago. In honor of the 100th anniversary, we're looking for content creators who will help us tell the story <gasps> of the park for our guests. Oh, now, hashtag oh, Okay, really quick. No. Candidates. I've never I, even been. Now, here, real quick. You must have. Now, these are hard numbers to hit for you. Okay. All okay. Right. At least 10,000 followers on, on any, which platform? any one social platform. <laughs> Okay. I'm not on TikTok, Freddie. I'm not. On I'm on TikTok. TikTok. You need to you feel start. like you have strong ties to the park. Yeah. Never been. Never been. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then has visited Nasbury Farm at least once in the past two years. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I, you got one out of the three. I will say that, like, I could, like, this isn't strictly ethical, but I could give you the ins and the nos about, like, you know, wh what, how to sound like somebody who's been around Knott's Berry oh, how many, Farm. How many times have you, wait, how many times have you, <laughs> I was going to say, how many times have you had sex in a Knott's Berry Farm? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, how many times have you been to a Knott's Berry Farm? Um, uh, tw twice. <laughs> but oh both, both, was, uh, both was Knott's Scary Farm. I'm the best person Ooh. i think to bring to not scary farm because i i'm very easily scared and when Are the you, people sneak out at you i'm like ah. i think and, one of my uh, i think yeah. one of my favorite things beth you reminded me one of my favorite things is like weirdly not that good branded haunted house experiences around movies like I, yeah oh yeah like you have time about like when like because i think like you know they, they'll do like universal studios will turn into a halloween thing and they'll always have like oh here's a few of our horror movies and you're just like i remember going through like the quiet places like yeah. haunted house i'm like this doesn't work everybody <laughs> i'll like, say this though i'll say we were talking about this very thing with friend of the channel though he doesn't want to be associated with it aj lacasio oh. um and uh AJ. we all know him uh and worship at his feet but we were talking about the Stranger Things 
mm, a haunted house yeah. that was at the drive the at, drive-thru or the no the universal the studios from oh, Halloween yeah, yeah. Horror nights like a couple years ago it oh, was yeah, stranger was things years. it had the longest line out of all the haunted houses because mm-hmm. a lot of those haunted houses are really good universal if you're watching and you want to sponsor me i meet all the criteria that it takes <laughs> to become a knott's berry influencer <laughs> get um, me at a bargain <laughs> But uh, but uh, I uh, we were talking about it because number one, it was right after season three had come out. But the whole haunted house was themed after season two because obviously they couldn't get any of the IP information or whatever, like those details. And so and it was hugely a huge long line. But then also season it's not really that scary. Like Stranger Things is more like a nostalgia show. Yeah, it's not not really. Yeah. Um, But I'll say on the flip side of that, the um, what was it? Us? I think it was yeah. us right the us haunted house was really good oh okay i tried right. to i, I so, almost got uh i almost really got like great. passes for that i was i was almost able to to make that happen but oh, yeah have it, you did you did you get a knott's berry farm influencer pass and then you took it to universal and asked them if they could <laughs> trade it yeah no. yeah yeah you had the bidding war <laughs> that, that's pure confidence yeah um you should so I, yeah, many more I don't have enough disrespect to call myself a content creator in 2019 <laughs> like <laughs> you missed, you uh, there, there's the so train. much more i want to ask you both um but three first of us. there's we need three to... of us here <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Sorry. I, I ask you i ask you whatever i need to off the clock pillow okay? talk <laughs> <laughs> Um, But first, uh, a a few words from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. It's 2021, and talking about mental health is finally becoming a totally normal thing. Unlike shopping in the children's section when you're a small woman, uh, maybe we can normalize that. (laughs) Anyway, that's why we're excited that this episode of Filmhouse is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. No matter what your circumstance, the last year has probably been a tougher one than normal. Many of our lives have been rearranged might feel more isolated or like your coping mechanisms aren't there anymore. But you know what might help with all of this? Talking to a therapist about it. A lot of us take care of our bodies. There's talk of our physical health everywhere, mostly from James Willems in my case. But it's also really helpful to take care of our mental health too. Um, there, There is something that you can get from talking to a therapist that you can't get from talking to friends or family, a different perspective. Uh, and I can't advocate for it enough personally. Some people have a lot of stress and anxiety, um, or maybe you're struggling with anger management, temper issues, or you're trying to cope with depression. If this might be you, you can use therapy to get some tools and skills that make life easier. That's that's part of it, is talking with somebody that can help you uh, look at your situation and find ways to improve. And that's really valuable. Uh, there's no shame if you're struggling. You don't have to tell the whole world about your personal business, but you can talk to a therapist about it privately and get some support. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. Filmhouse is sponsored by BetterHelp, and our audience can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash filmhouse. That's betterhelp.com slash filmhouse, H-E-L-P, filmhouse being F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S. Thank you, BetterHelp. Unhappy with your smile? You don't have to be. Candid is the clear, comfortable, removable, and practically invisible aligners that straighten teeth 
And now people are in love with their new smiles, including Justin M. from Atlanta, Georgia, who said, when I was younger, I used to have a gap in the front and on the side. I noticed that people would always look at my mouth first, so I was looking for a fix. Candid ended up being the perfect company for me. You can't stop me from smiling now. There's no comparison. Thank you, Justin M. You'll love to see it. And Candid can give you a straighter smile too. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored by a licensed orthodontist. You'll have the same quality of care you'll get from an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Other companies use general dentists, but Candid only works with orthodontists. And the same orthodontist who creates your plan is with you from start to finish. And Candid costs thousands less than traditional braces. Trust me, I would know. And because <laughs> this was not, not the uh, original case. You don't want to see what was going on in here beforehand. Anyway, become the best you. Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, you can save $75 on Candid Starter Kit. Go to candidco.com slash filmhouse and use code filmhouse. That's candidco.com slash filmhouse, code filmhouse, F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. I'll say it again, candidco.com slash filmhouse, code filmhouse. Thank you, Candid. Uh, so we're back, um, yeah. and we've covered a lot of ground here. I'm actually really <laughs> glad that Freddie brought up the Fast and the Furious trailer because he made some great points. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask Beth about something that I feel like should be so in her wheelhouse. And I don't, we've not, haven't talked about it, so I don't actually know if it is. But have you seen the trailer for Zola, the A24 movie that was the Twitter thread? Oh no, it's a trailer no. came out. Oh, interesting. Yes, should so, I watch it? Yes, yes. So it's it's Riley Coe, Taylor Page, Nicholas Braun, and Coleman Domingo are in Zola, which is the story of these two women. They're both strippers, and they um, kind of just meet, and then like a few hours later end up going to Vegas together to strip. Like one of them's like, we can make a ton of money if we go. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, it all goes off the rails, but it's all based off of this Twitter thread. Yes. Um, like the movie is oh, interesting. You know, adapted and the Twitter thread is like 148 tweets long. Oh, I've wow. got, yeah, I, I'm so out of the loop with this. Like I, I oh, was, Beth. I was spending so much time in the Carolyn Calloway drama that this completely, <laughs> the Carolyn Calloway drama was, should be a movie. I will, okay. Too. I will say, and I, I'm not breaking any NDAs by saying this, but I was working at a production company <laughs> when oh. that happened. And I was working in development uh, as an assistant. And um, there were already like several companies that were trying to buy the so life fun. rights, like right, but like right as that came out. And I'm just like, madness. Okay. I, I thought of you with this movie because okay. you were somebody that I felt like could get a movie made based on a Twitter thread. Uh, I can't even get a movie made based on a good movie. Like, I can't even. <laughs> a good idea. That's okay. the point is you skirt the traditional Hollywood studio system and Tight. you go. I mean, Freddie, I know Freddie right now is thinking, like, have I got any Twitter threads in my back pocket? I know. I'm looking at all my. No, most of my Twitter threads are rants well, about, like, Korean barbecue. But, so, so, so the writer director she this wasn't her twitter well, no. thread it was some other twitter no. thread that existed and she said this inspires me to write a movie um the, so would the this woman... technically win best adapted screenplay that's an Ooh, interesting question that is that's interesting question. it'd be kind of an honor to win best adapted screenplay off of a twitter thread yeah for like sure. i feel like that would even be like kind of cooler than winning original screenplay yeah 
or basing it off a book because like there a book obviously there's substance there but a twitter thread that seems like that's more work for the screenwriter. Do you think they? Do you think that they were like, "Yeah, hey, we gotta take down that Twitter thread just because, uh, you know, it's gonna take away eyeballs from our film." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely spoil the ending. <laughs> after we stop. After we stop recording, I'm definitely gonna find it. So. <laughs> I after I watched the trailer, I like just went and read all 148 of those tweets, and it was the best day of my life. Um, the so Zola is the woman that. Kind of like Riley Coe says to her, I have this tip that if we go to Vegas, we can take a, make a ton of money stripping. Let's go. And then she's like, the, the Twitter thread starts um, with the best uh, inception. Oh, God, I got to find it. I can't, can't, find I can't the paraphrase thread. it because it's it's so good. Um, Y'all want to hear a story about why me and this bitch here fell out? It's kind of long, but full of suspense. Ooh, that's a wow. good, that's a good, yeah. that's great. Yeah. It's so good. It was good. the best of it's times, so it was it's, the worst of yeah, times. It's, it's <laughs> yes, the Twitter right equivalent there. of, I bet you're wondering how I found myself in this crazy situation. Yeah. Call me at Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> tag me, ha tag me at Ishmael. <laughs> are, there, are there Twitter th threads that you guys can think of offhand that you think would make good movies? I There's this... There's this one, um, and I, like, I laugh so hard at this. I, I want to see if I can find it. Even it's just like, it's this one about this woman who went to like a nude spa, and then she, she, she like went through the wrong door in a hotel and ended up being like naked in this like actual hotel and um I know I'm not going to be able to find it on the spot here but um and she was like in a foreign country she was like in Germany and so she didn't speak the language and yeah could not even possibly do any justice to it whatsoever but I was just like mm -hmm. it uh killed me I was I always thought that the um the guy's gone on to do comics and stuff, but the the guy with the the, the ghost outside his door. Yes, I was surprised. Adam, that Adam, yeah, I think his name is. Yeah, he's on. He's gone on to do like more comic stuff. I'm just surprised that that hasn't been. I may that may have, but like that always felt like a good, fun horror premise that worked well on Twitter. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I do think the recent like the woman not not a tweet thread, but the woman that did the TikToks of of her apartment that had the secret room behind. That it, one was annoying to apartment. me. I'm sorry, that one was so annoying to me. Why? Because oh my gosh, I found it. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> that that one was annoying to me because it was like it's a genuinely cool, great thing and hilarious. And then video one was that. Videos two through ten were like, oh, I'm getting internet famous. I need to stretch this out as long as I can because I'm internet famous right now. I mean, uh, like you know, we're on a podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 134. <laughs> or whatever. But, but it also <laughs> ended very disappointingly because it ended with her being like, okay, I guess I'll call my landlord and have him seal it up. Mm -hmm. It was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, what do you mean? They should have they should have hired like a film crew to get involved. Like after the first one, they should have hired some creative team to get involved and figure out how to pay it off as a good story, as opposed to being true. <laughs> yeah, the truth the truth is always boring. We don't get we don't get online, and we don't we don't look for truth. We're just looking we're looking for entertainment. Mm -hmm. And on that yeah. front, it was like, okay, cool. The landlord will now patch it up, and that, that that's it. It's like both well, mm -hmm. what a letdown. You got to give me something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, uh, I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, Sorry. no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think it. for me, uh, if I if I could pick any Twitter thread, there's this this uh, artist 
um, Richmond Lee Art Eater is, is his, his handle, and he does really a lot of long animation Twitter oh, threads. But cool. he did he did an animation thread about why the sprites in Street Fighter Three are so good, and I would like to see that as oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, you do you do touch on something that I've always wanted to see, which is just more game documentary stuff that focus on like minutia like that i think oh, it's yeah, all yeah. it's like mm-hmm. i would i got on this whole thing of watching like um these this guy does these incredible uh recaps of trackmania records like 20 mm-hmm. minute long 30 minute long videos and it's just talking about like this is a record that's been standing for like 10 years hmm. and they've been yeah, trying yeah. and it's just like really interesting just because well, at the end it's a it's like a human drama at the core of it yeah yeah who were we, t- we were talking about someone recently who broke a speed running record by Mario. swapping cartridges they like they they found out that a game runs faster if you like put in one game and then um and then rip amazing. out the cartridge and amazing. put in another game and then rip out a cartridge and put in a third game amazing. and if you did that then the third game you put in runs faster where was i hearing this recently but it was like something insane where did it's you like dream this no i don't think i dreamed it i think this is real and it like for some reason causes the third game to run at a higher clock speed and so they could break the the long standing world record doing it but then it's like how do you <laughs> who finds these pieces it's one of those things where it's like i applaud your achievement now i'm going to need you to um die alone <laughs> You know, there would have to be a movie about that where there's like a rookie of the year inception moment where Mm -hmm. like, you know, he breaks his arm and then he goes to throw like what Mm. were they doing when they discovered that swapping the the cartridges made it go faster? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's probably data mining is the is the boring answer. Yeah, it's yeah generally like, oh, data speed. mining. Clock yeah, you imagine someone in, in a or... lab going, oh, yes, but it's actually someone just like pulled the disc out and then plugged it into a machine and it just scanned stuff and they found a number that indicated. But either way, still, that's give awesome. me those give me those Twitter movies. I want them. I think Beth. I think. Oh, I found it. I it. I yeah, I found the oh, thread. Yeah? It's not that long. I I mean. Do you Ho- want to read it to us? Yeah, I do. Like, uh, hopefully the comments aren't going to be like, this was going well until Beth fucking brought Please out her Twitter. Please do all the voices. There, I don't think there are a lot of voices. It's just oh, sort of like... I, I'm going to make a yourself, post, and I'm going to be like, you want to hear how me and this bitch fell out? <laughs> <laughs> she started reading tweets on, on my film podcast. <laughs> okay. This is from Anbara Salam, and... Uh, yeah, incredible. Okay. As a public service in these stressful times, I'd like to offer as a palate cleanser the most embarrassing moment of my life. Tenish years ago, my ex-boyfriend and I visited a spa in Germany. It's swimsuits in the pool, but you have to be naked in the sauna. By the way, I speak no German. Oh, no. BF oh, no. and I agree to meet in the cafe. I get undressed, grab a little towel, and go off to the sauna. There are two unmarked doors at the end of the corridor. I take a guess and go through the one on the left. It's not the door to the sauna. It's the fire escape. (laughs) (laughs) The door locks behind me. I am trapped inside the fire escape in the nip. It's two stories, dark, grim, noisy because of huge fans. I bang on the fire escape door until I actually hurt myself. Nothing. Yell for help. Nothing. (laughs) Fully crying. I run downstairs trying to work out which part of me I should cover with the little towel. My face? A single buttock? (laughs) (laughs) 
bang on the second floor doors for 10 minutes, uh, yell some more, nothing. On the ground floor, there's an unlocked door. Jackpot. But no, it's a terrifying machine room with massive fans and pumps and electrocution symbols on everything. (laughs) Friends, there is nothing quite like running naked and crying around an industrial machine room. (laughs) Oh, no. I spot a service lift. Out of sheer panic, I run into the lift, covering each boob in turn, mashing the buttons. Oh, no. I go up and down in the lift a few times. There's a security camera in the lift, torn between, I don't want anyone to see this, and I really want someone to see this and rescue me. I move the little towel between strategic areas while... While sobbing and waving at the camera. (laughs) After a few rides up and down, there's a German loudspeaker. (laughs) No! No. There's a German loudspeaker announcement. And I just know it's about me. (laughs) Like, Like, the naked girl in the fire escape, please stop mashing the buttons or whatever. But I can't understand it, so I just cry louder. I just cry louder and gesture at the camera. Eventually, the lift doors open. A spa employee stands there. He is the most dressed man to ever be wearing clothes. (laughs) (laughs) He has brought no towel for me. He says something in German. I cry. He sighs, waves for me to follow him. I go after him, still switching around this washcloth. Apparently, the only way out of the fire escape is to fully leave the building. So I'm cowering on the edge of the pavement, hysterical, and he points around the corner. The only way back in is along the street through through reception where people are queuing out the building and i now have an out-of-body experience a shame blackout i have reached my max i go fully through embarrassment and out the other side time slows down i can hear the music of the spheres (laughs) i stop crying drop the washcloth shoulders back head high follow him along follow him along the street past people parking their cars standing in line with their families People say he doesn't even give her clothes. No, he had no towel. It's Germany. (laughs) Or your coat or your shirt. Germany. Nine. Do that in Germany. Nine. Sorry, Beth. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm just Um, nine. People say things. Point. I cannot hear them. I am transcendent with shame. Untouchable. Reception is busy. So busy. He has to yell at people to make way so I can get through the crowd. The guy explains. I'm guessing the the situation to the receptionist. This takes actual minutes. (laughs) An old lady gives me her pool float. It is shaped like a lobster. The claws rest on my boobs. The receptionist (laughs) asks me for ID. I am wearing only a lobster where friends would i be keeping my fucking id receptionist sighs and lets me through the turnstile 10 minutes later when i rubs run sobbing into a towel and find my boyfriend in the cafe he has the audacity to be grumpy because he's been waiting for an hour an hour i just want to say one thing very bold of this person to be naked and met with two uncertain doorways, drop their shoulder and barrel through yeah, I mean, it. Go hard to commit to door commit. I mean, I, when I leave my own home, I I will creep one the foot. door open and keep one foot back just one in foot. case I don't have my key or whatever. Like I always do that. I mean, just I can't believe that the guy didn't give her a shirt I, or a jacket. It's or really something. yeah. Like that nobody. Yeah. That's that's mind blowing. 
What oh, a God. what a journey that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would that's make a, a really good. I have both the life right, so you know. <laughs> that's a good that film like, co-commercial, yeah. Or yeah. that would be like a great B story in a sitcom episode. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. D on Always Sunny, that's what happens to her. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's good stuff. See, there's so, so much. So Freddie, you watching so BattleBots, huh? Oh, oh, oh right, yeah, there bots. is. I want to. At the very beginning of this, I said, I said, I asked if uh, I asked the J Man if he was watching you, you, BattleBots. Yeah. And, and I say, it's said, not, no, it's not 2001. <laughs> to which I will, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. <laughs> to which I counter, BattleBots rips ass now. It's fucking awesome. Wait, is rips I, ass a good thing? Yes. You know it's what, Elise, I was literally, th- like, <laughs> Freddie fucking says this all the time on the podcast. I'm like, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad Absolutely. thing. Like I to be ripping ass. Yeah, yeah. like ass. you and your buddies, you go out. You're not going to be like my town. grandma rips yeah. ass. Like I what? Mean, if like, she does, if she does, then I will. You're gonna love. You're gonna my love grandma. the way she my grandma rips. rips ass. Um, I guarantee it. Because so, two things have happened in the world of like electronics that has allowed BattleBots to be awesome. Number one, high-powered uh, lithium batteries or or NICAD batteries that explode upon impact or puncture. And then okay. number two, brushless motors that allow things to spin incredibly fast. So everything, like, BattleBots is what you thought it would have been when you were a kid. Because when you when you were a kid, they were all lame. They all, like, ran out of battery, or the or they just kind of, like, poked at things and maybe flip. Nah, yeah. it's not that anymore. So, I'm gonna but send now you we some got clips. real steel. Uh, James always talks about how, like, NES games... SNES games, the box art is like what you thought the game would, would yes. how you imagined it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. And so you're saying that this this, this is the, this the box art of the twenty two thousand one battle yes, box. Yes, in your head when you think wild. when you think two robots fighting, mm-hmm. this is now what you get. Like oh stuff gets Damn. lit on fire. <laughs> yeah, was there fire? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, they used to have fired traps. And you would always like it would always be a part of the battle bot arena where it was like, oh, he's going to lay on the fire trap. And then he would. But you're like, oh, wait, I guess it's all metal. And that doesn't really like a small fire burst isn't really going to do it would even do anything to my hand. But the really Freddy, thing, my go, go ahead. Uh, my problem is my brain is broken and I imprint too much humanity on these mm-hmm. robots. I was and literally hurting. Like hurting. I was literally going to be like, I'm actually too gentle for this. Like I can't. <laughs> can I? I'll watch so much boxing, but this is too much for me. Boxing Have over dr- battle bots, really? Yeah, I would rather I would rather watch UFC than watch these cute. Yeah, bots the, I, they've n- done nothing wrong. Have have uh, yeah, because boxers have a choice. Um, <laughs> uh, but have drones been integrated? I'm surprised yes, we haven't there are gotten straight a situation up, there where are there are straight drones up drones down. Yes, there are. Okay. There are straight up drones with flamethrowers. Okay. Okay. Nice. It would be tight. It would be tight if like you're uh you're basically a rock climber free soloing El Capitan, but then it's like winter and there's like a snowboarders going down and you both have drones, right? You both have GoPros on drones, but your drones have to fight each other to get the best shot and then the other athlete, you know, falls to their death and they don't get it on film. <laughs> That's my pitch. <laughs> battle drones. <laughs> battle yeah. drones it should be like um <laughs> all right yeah. well, so where, stuff is where flipping. do you watch it do you watch it's on, on discovery it's on discovery and there's plenty of compilations on youtube where it's like gotcha things getting set on fire things flipping around i'm just mm-hmm. saying BattleBots got good and everyone everyone who slept it, on it in the 90s it well, got good 
It BattleBots taught us <laughs> if it taught us anything, it's that the greatest weapon ever invented by man was a wedge. <laughs> like, because like, they would make a battle bot that had a machete or so, yeah, like an yeah, arm yeah, machete yeah. on it, or like a flamethrower. But ultimately, the the bot that was just the lowest to the ground with the slight so, incline at the front would always win. So what? So the so the so the meta now is okay, but that doesn't work when you have a bot that has two saw blades going at table saw mm, speeds. I see. I see. I see. Mm, okay. I just can't shake the image of like an Edward Scissorhands sort of father building this yes. battle bot. Oh and my the, God. the battle bot's like, father, what will I what become? What will I become? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, son. You're, you're, you're destined for greatness. And then it's just like, <laughs> fire. Yeah. <laughs> Crumple. Oh. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is this is what we this is where we're looking for entertainment now, right? That's mm-hmm. the, we're at the, we're at this stage where it's like, what do I we mean, need robots fighting? I mean, what what yeah, mm-hmm. what have you watched recently, Beth? That you that you've enjoyed? I well, I I know that you guys were gonna talk about the mole agent, which I had never heard about um, until you told me about it, and I watched it last night, and. On IMDb, it is literally like listed as documentary slash comedy. I fucking sob. Like yes. I love crying, and I was just like, you know, I'm always crying. ABC always be crying, um, but I was like crying yes. mm-hmm. at this movie. It's a heartfelt um, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So like the premise is, or I don't know. You guys are probably no, no. You can, it. It, it's an Academy Award nominee doc right now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, if you want to set it up, Beth. Um, so it, it takes place in Chile and there's a documentary crew that has already been allowed to film inside this nursing home and they hire essentially like an 84 year old spy, like just via a classified, like seeking somebody between 80 and 90 who is, who is good at, um, uh, technology, I think was the requirement. And so they, they send him into the nursing home as like a spy with all these like mini cameras because they say that they have a uh, a client or like a like a whistleblower who believes that her mom is being abused in the nursing home and um so the guy's name is Sergio and mm-hmm. he's like one of the only guys in the nursing home yeah. and, it's um, like 70 women to four men or something yeah weird, it's like, like it's something bizarre and and so when he walks through, like they all think he is like the dish of the day. Oh, they no. think that, yeah. But you know what's so wild is that like I thought it was all like cute and stuff like that. But by the end of the movie, when he was like, you know, just being there for all of those women, I'm like, yes, he is the dish of the day. He is so <laughs> sexy. Make him my husband. Like <laughs> he is a Paddington type. He is. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. He is an absolute I, like if if you're in your in your realm of like your Paddingtons, your Ted Lassos, Sergio. I mean, yeah. here's the you thing. Know. There's, It's almost certain that as this movie gains traction, it will come out and reveal that Sergio was a Nazi sympathizer or something <laughs> oh, like that, no. like like, like 75 oh. years ago or something. Like, it's almost oh, guaranteed. God. But in this film, he's essentially an angel sent from heaven to provide comfort to, it, like, they, all the people of this home. In the this way is amazing. I'm looking at the trailer. Yeah, this is amazing. It, yeah. In his his uh, temperament and the way he's, like, very caring to other people, he reminded me a lot of my grandfather. And He reminded me of gra- my grandpa, too. And yeah. it, so, like, that made it even, like, harder to watch. But, um, man, it's, my, it's uplifting. Uh, but, yes, it's heartbreaking. And it's, super, and it's also, like, super funny. It's just, like, these people who... Uh, 
just have no responsibility to have a filter and yet their filters like are pretty wholesome like the, yeah. the thoughts are like on the most part pretty funny and wholesome and they have this uh they have this like ceremony um i think it's like the anniversary of the of the nursing home <laughs> and where sergio was crowned the king gentleman the, king yeah, <laughs> and, king I, the nursing home. and then he goes he's, it's that's a spoilers yeah, for you freddie or our viewers <laughs> listeners but Oh, oh yeah, I mean, and he's like yeah. he's crowned the gentleman king, and I'm like that's exactly what mm. I need in my life is a gentleman <laughs> yeah. king. Gentleman yeah. king. Um, <laughs> and then like he sends his his daily report to the to the SB, yes. the, the espionage company, the the private detectives, and he like inclu- includes like today I was crowned king of the nursing home, and the yeah, guy's yeah. reading his report, being like, what the fuck are <laughs> you doing? And he includes what he ate and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's just yeah. So... That was my one question. Is like I. I'm not sure. Like, was there ever a whistleblower I, complaint? I did or read like, some, I, I did read some uh, behind-the-scenes articles about the movie after we yeah, finished it. Yeah, because I was it. confused about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and so I mean, with that, I, I don't. I it's not really spoiling the movie, but like ultimately it seemed like it tied more in with the themes that they were kind of leaving with you with at the end of the film about like taking responsibility like taking responsibility yeah. for the people in your life as opposed to just like putting that well, responsibility on someone else so i think it also just shine, shines a broader light on the care industry and nursing homes and that that there is a lot of negligence and abuse and like it's a conversation to be had yeah. the thing that just, i truly loved was that sergio takes the job so seriously yes uh and every like every aspect of his life despite him being like seemingly an affable funny guy he just takes very seriously and is very committed to it and he has these conversations with these women that i was like bawling my my grandma has a dementia and she's like imminently being in a nursing home like we're you know my my mom's trying to find a place for her this this week and she's on the other side i mean you know all this to say that Mm -hmm. it's like that's something that's been on my on my mind and especially the idea of like people who are getting uh left behind by the world and that's a huge Mm -hmm. theme here and just like that yeah. one, you know, just these small conversations that really, really help people feel like they're themselves again is just like so touching. And I, mm-hmm. I really, I really loved it. Same. And the idea that you reach a point where you're no longer purposeful or valuable. Yeah. And it's like such a heartbreaking and thing to think It about. breaks my heart because I reached that last year. And so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one last thing about rec- recommending this film is that the filmmaker, she probably made one of the best looking documentaries ever like yeah, yeah it, like it, it starts out amazing. like amazing it it starts out like a film noir and she managed to shoot a documentary like a film noir like I, i'm sure they involve not necessarily staging but like really like just getting so much fucking footage that they can oh they can find what they need but like it looks incredible and it it's cool because it has this quirky like silly comedy film noir detective vibe to it and that's how she actually shot it as a documentary like it's really it's really incredible interesting yeah. interesting so i mean that's the world watch. that we're going into right that's the world yeah. that uh, you know I, I elder care is an interesting topic too just com- you know c- coming from like my, a very more you know more traditional asian upbringing like the idea of 
like living with your parents is and and the idea of like the family unit being this sort of three generational thing um i can speak to at least in, in terms of my own culture is a much 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 more common sort of thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. an understanding right like compared to i think a lot of other sort of uh folks so it is interesting and i think we're we're going headlong into that world mm-hmm. yeah and actually like as a uh, it was cool if I talk about another movie that was Please. gonna talk. Okay, so I also wanted to talk about The Father, which is another. Uh, it's a Best Picture nominee, not a documentary, but um, with Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Coleman, and then Olivia Williams, and um, it's it's essentially a first-hand depiction of dementia and Alzheimer's, which I know sounds like okay. Do you just mm-hmm. want to be a lump for three days? Um, and I actually, I had this screener sitting around for like weeks because I'm like, this just looks boring as hell. And, um, I popped it on. I could tell immediately that it was like based on a play just because of the way that the dialogue kind of wrapped around itself in a very, uh, like songy way. This movie like really blew me away. I, it's, um, it's essentially, you've got... Anthony Hopkins playing this man who is uh, declining mentally with dementia. And you have Olivia Coleman playing his daughter, but sometimes Olivia Williams is playing his daughter and he doesn't realize which one. And it's just like, Mm. I have never been walked through this experience in the way that the father does. Are they both his daughters or is it that they're supposed to be playing the same person or he's... They are. They're like, they're playing the same person at times. It depends on who he thinks that they are. And then uh, you've got, I think it's Imogen Poots who's like... um, like the carer that's supposed to come in. But sometimes he thinks that he's already met her. And I will say that like... It's kind of a confusing movie, but it's this most like compassionate walk through somebody's experience with dementia that also portrays like the the nastiness and the attitude and the like the mm-hmm. the anguish that it could have on other people. And so I I was just really really blown away by it. and the uh, it all takes place in the same house, and so the geography of the house is constantly shifting. So that you're actually not really sure where you are in the house. And I, mm. I can't imagine what it'd be like to see this on stage. It would be incredible. Um, but yeah, wow. I really liked it. I I would like to add another. Uh, I mean, it feels like it kind of lands in this category. Thunder Force um, starring Melissa McCarthy okay. and Octavia Spencer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thunder Force I really see it. deals I with some strong themes. Beth- like... Uh, we've also been hero. sitting. We've been sitting on that screener, <laughs> and now that and yeah. actually hearing the way that you've described it and the the mechanisms through which it tells that story actually makes me want to watch it now. Because yeah, because so your you. girl, your girl's relying on friends for screeners, and I was like, I gotta get this back to somebody, and uh-huh. you know, I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't copy I, that. <laughs> yeah, you'll die. Yeah, in Thunder Force, um, Jason Bateman has crab arms. So, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, you know, there's a lot of... There, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of good movies out there. <laughs> there's, like, a lot of good stuff. And I just... It's a good time. You know what? Hey, we're going in the Oscars. It's a good time to be a movie fan. I think, I mean, well, I think that this summer, this year, has some crazy... has a crazy lineup of movies coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah, so. except they shifted the entire Tom Cruise slate. Because... Yeah. Uh, 
they can't and, paramount yeah. or they, well, they push top gun and then that pushed mission impossible so mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't think we're getting mission impossible until february there's there's an audience tolerance for Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone has figured out, and they're like, if we release Tom Cruise movies within X amount of time from each other, then they will not. I can deal with constant Cruise. Like, I, yeah, th throw them at me all the time. Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen Swallow? I haven't seen it, but I saw the trailer for it uh, a while ago, and I'm like, I need to fucking see this movie. It looked no. incredible. Mm -mm. Um, no. Somebody with the, uh, what's it called, pica, when you, you're oh, you, compelled to eat. Dirt, right, yeah. Oh, or like or eat, uh, like eat like not couch cushion objects. stuff. Not yeah, not -food, edible yeah. objects. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Um, and it's the it's the gal from Girl on the Train, um, but not Emily Blunt, um, <laughs> and also not Rebecca Ferguson, and also yeah, but it's one of those. And uh, yeah, the, I I'm gonna try to track it down, you know, in the next couple of days because it really it looked right up my alley. Because yeah. I like to swallow things. Uh, ah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I will find this as well. This swallow film. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we've watched recently that is... Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, on that note, we should probably... I mean, you guys need to go climb a wall. Yeah. We, so we, we are climbing a wall That's right true. after this. Probably wrap things up. We fortunately don't have time to talk about Moonlight Moon Knight this week. Um, that, so isn't it? We'll... It's so crazy to think. It's like insane to think that we had Moon Knight and we didn't talk about Moon Knight, which is exactly what Moon Knight would have wanted. <laughs> Moon Knight's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. He is. He's. Is he a gray area superhero? Do we know? We don't, we, he doesn't even know. Dang. Because he's crazy. Dang. <laughs> Get it? Because lunacy. Moon. Crazy. Moon Knight. Luna. Oscar Isaac. Knife fights. <laughs> uh, at least you're trying to wrap up this episode? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you both so much for joining us. We, of us. I, I mean, I love talking <laughs> to you guys about movies. So mm -hmm. this was just a pleasure in the workday. Um, we mentioned Dungeons and Daddies at the top of the show. Where can everybody watch and listen, or not watch, where can everybody listen to that? And what anything else that you guys want to promote? Yeah, so Dungeons and Daddies you can find on any podcast, app, Spotify, uh, just Dungeons and Daddies, exactly how it sounds, exactly how it's spelled. If you like tabletop role-playing. Not a BDSM podcast. Not a BDSM podcast. <laughs> if you like tabletop role-playing uh, and a group and of people who are not super hardcore into D&D &D rules, this may be the one for you. Um, and... Oh, I um, I actually just published a book a couple of months ago, and it's a poetry book. I'm sorry, and it's um oh oh wow. damn that promo. Oh, I kept it here. I was like, in case Beth doesn't mention it. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So it's got that that marble mouth poetry title, the Immortal Soul Salvage Yard, and it's uh um yeah, I'm really psyched. It's got it's got a. Uh, the format of it is kind of a little bit like a scrapbook. So you got like some handwritten poetry and weird shit like that. And it's just, uh, I'm not a huge written poetry fan, like historically. And it took me a while to get into written poetry, especially because I come from a spoken word background. And uh, so like maybe if you're not super into page poetry, but you have extra $15 lying around, like, yeah, that might be for you. <laughs> Uh, and one I, real quick. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I read all eighty-five pages and I thought it was fantastic. Wow, thank Unbiased you. Unbiased review. Mm -hmm. 
Sorry, it's, it's, oh, yeah, no, really, <laughs> really quick. Um, <laughs> I, I also this last year I was helping my dad out with his memoir about how he swam from this is another book. So, this is how he I read that article. He swam from uh, uh, Hong Kong to the uh, sorry, from the China, mainland China to Hong Kong to escape the Cultural Revolution. So, I've been helping out with a memoir that he wrote. It's coming out uh, April 27th. It's called Swimming to Freedom. So, if that sounds like a story that's interesting to you, incredible. Check it out. I can't Amazon wait. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, I read so that, cool. that article that you posted, and it was like eight miles i don't want to with no spoilers but was it like depending on where you go five to six miles which again to put that in perspective i once tried to swim a normal olympic size swimming pool at college i went halfway and then i was like i give up i got out and i got a donut um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And he also had like multiple attempts, right? Yes. It was, it's, a, it's a real. It's a real story. It's basically the family story. It's how. It's why I'm here, and uh, it's awesome. getting out into the world. So that's uh, swimming to freedom. That's so, that's so cool. So cool. Yeah. And and I, you know, uh, Thunder Force. You can Thunder check it out Force. on Netflix <laughs> now. So um, yeah, that's it for me. That's all I think. That's Ooh, I've got another quick promo. Sorry, I'm like ugh, attention whore over here. But I am in a thing called the Movie Trivia Schmodown. I just like joined this league. You guys were on it, and you actually mm-hmm. fucking killed it. You guys were. Lost. You lost. no, you lost. Well, like, just <laughs> losers sometimes. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. people so they're good people BD too Wong so. was the right answer is how we would have won if we had known bd wong but beth you're still going i'm still i'm still going i'm uh yeah so my match is coming up i think like in a, a week or so and um yeah you just go to youtube and www.movietriviashmodown it's like movie trivia meets wwe extremely serious extremely competitive extremely bd wong mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they were wrong in our episode they were wrong about the number of resident evil films released in theaters let the record show <laughs> let the record show my armpits well, are sweating look look how up worked up i am by this. oh man <laughs> look oh at this. man we were right thunder force thunder force <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> you Thanks for having us. <laughs> just faith on him. Drop the faith on him. Thanks for having us. Yeah. 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 Thank no. you guys so much. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully we'll Miss see you. you guys soon. Miss see you yeah. soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.